0: Hey guys. Welcome to Overcrest. So glad to have you back. I'm Chris and I'm Jake. And uh, it's it's really great to be back. I'm really excited about today's show because we we had a two week. Well, well not quite two weeks, but I was gone on vacation and the last two episodes were pre-recorded. Right. We had well, a two not week everything's pre-recorded, but hiatus. Yeah.
1: And those two were from a previous recording. They weren't. Yep, yep. that week.
0: We recorded them ahead of time just so we didn't want you guys to be lonely.
1: Exactly. And so we wanted
0: you to feel like we were here for you. In your time of uh, boredom and need, yeah, of of our voices. So
1: so, so we're back at it. We're and back. We've got a lot to talk and I about. I missed
0: it, and I wish I'm almost like, well, maybe we could make this one longer, but I really want to try and stick to the format and kind of and kind of keep things on the straight now. Not entertaining, Chris. No, probably not. <laughs> probably not. But there's been a lot of dumb shit that has gone it, on in yeah, the last. And that really is it in the it? last uh, couple of weeks. Two or so. three weeks.
1: We yeah, there's been some news or news stories that have come about that we'll talk about, and yeah, lots to talk about.
0: So uh, is anything new with you guys, with, with your cars? What's the story? Um, Car related. Surely nothing. something's happened in the last two weeks. You know what we didn't talk about yet? And What's, I want to hear yeah. this is I want to hear. I I didn't. I heard this via text message from you, but I didn't hear the story oh, of the car wash. Yeah. So uh, this isn't on the on the show on notes. The list. I
1: actually totally forgot about this, but this is something <laughs> where I just had to text Chris in the middle of the you day. You called me. Oh, yeah, I you called, called you. Me. That's like, right. You're like, what I was, you're like, I was what nervous. You? So I it was, what was it? It was either one of the really cold days or it, no, I, I remember it was the middle of the blizzard.
0: Okay. So we had a blizzard? huge,
1: yes. Come on. We had a blizzard. We got all of like three inches. Okay. No, so we had a really cold <laughs> spell. There's here a joke like in a there week. somewhere
0: about you thinking. Three inches is a blizzard. Well, it seemed like a blizzard. It okay. was whiteout
1: conditions. How about that? Okay. It didn't amount to much, but it was whiteout conditions. So yeah, we we had like a big blizz or big cold snap for like a week. So no one can wash their cars when it's under zero. So yeah, we've been through that. Yep. And then it got warm for a day and I was going to wash my car, but all the truck. lines, truck, all the lines were like 30 people deep. And we've talked about this before. It's like, I don't know if people just don't realize how long they're going to be sitting in line if yep. they don't care or they get in line, and then they're stuck because there's people behind them. But anyway, so I wasn't going to sit in line. So finally, it was snowing. It was like whiteout conditions one afternoon. I was Anything? like, you know what? Screw it. I still got to get the salt off my truck. So that was the
0: time you chose? So that's when okay. I was like,
1: I'm here getting gas. I'm going to just go through the car wash.
0: There's no one here. If I would have seen you do that in my head, I probably would have taken a picture of the dumbass getting his car washed in the, in and the that's, blizzard. Well, that plays into the story. So I'm like, I know this is stupid,
1: but my you know truck is full of salt and everything else. So I want to at least get it clean and i was close to home in minnesota so I knew we call that
0: clean-ish clean-ish
1: yeah i wanted to get it clean-ish <laughs> as clean as it could be in the middle of a snowstorm so i'm in the car wash and it like starts up everything's spinning it's not the touchless so it has the big rotating brush things yep and there's we could talk about that too i'm not a big snob as far as like Worrying about your paint with those brushes. I know some people are like, "Do not go to these car I've, washes." I've,
0: I will not. You will not. I will not. They scratch your car. They absolutely do. Think of like think of the line all the way to the gas pump. No, I know. All day, every day, with all that salt and road grime sticking to those things. These a lot. So, what's worse, not ever washing your car or going through? I would rather those? not wash my car than go through one. Really? of those. Really? Because okay. that stuff, that salt and that stuff, is just sitting on the surface, which really isn't doing anything. Yeah, but, but it sit attracts there.
1: all the moisture and is a catalyst for rust.
0: Only if you park your car inside. If you keep your car out, heated else, garage. That is, <laughs> You are that is a rust factory. You know, I purposely leave my car. outside. So that's outside. because it's you warm, get salty,
1: and wet. It warms and thaws. So yeah. now instead of just ice, you have water. Yes, is that what you're saying? That's, that's
0: what happens to ice when it's warm. <laughs> It turns into water. <laughs> Physics 101. Right. And that's what causes rust to happen. So Yeah, but your car's gonna thaw out in like the
1: sunshine too No. Anyways. Not
0: like it. Not like it. the things that rust aren't in the sunshine. True. They're they're underneath the car. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Anyway, so yeah, I'm getting a car wash in, in the snowstorm and the the big spinning brushes are going and all of a sudden I hear Yeah, they're scratching. And all of a sudden you're a big clunk and like the lights turn red and no they're they're still spinning but they're not moving like you know how the whole unit is supposed to move back and forth on yep. its tracks yep. and so it's sitting there spinning right by my door and it's just <laughs> stuck and i look in my rearview mirror and i can see the ones that are behind me is like off kilter a little bit and not spinning anymore <laughs> and that's when i was like oh shit i broke the car wash so what i learned after so the then you fact, called me i was like well the problem is i was like at some point it has to stop spinning and i can leave but there was one in front of me and one right at the door, so I can't get out. And I was like, I'm literally stuck here. Like, I called you just kind of as a funny story, but <laughs> my next call was going to be to the gas station attendant right. and be Help. like, can you shut this off, please? I'm so I'm, I'm stuck. Yeah. So finally, there's after, someone out like, there that has a
0: phobia of this. Oh, like, I'm in sure. the car wash. It yeah, this down. is their worst nightmare. Yeah. You you're, you lived it.
1: Basically. So after probably, I mean, it seemed like it was a good 60 seconds of just being stuck there thinking, um, well, now what? My, in other news, my door panel got really clean or scratched yeah, up. Yeah, I bet right it there. did.
0: Yeah, there's like micrometers of less clear coat on that door right, now.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. So finally it like stopped and the arms retracted and I drove forward and out of the car wash because the door opened. And I saw that the rear, the back brush had like twisted itself around my toe hitch that I had <laughs> mentioned previously. This a uh, this crazy abomination. Have we posted a picture of your toe of hitch yet? Toe we need hitch. to get that toe right. hitch posted we up. do that. Yeah. So, anyways, it like one of the brush strands basically looped itself around there and hooked on it, and it it just, pulled itself. Just ripped it ripped, the, thing ripped off. the brush off of its bracket, and so I pull out and I was like, oh shit. So I. I had a couple of things run through my mind. Did you go like, tell
0: them? Or were you like, hey, guys?
1: No, because here's the thing. At first, I was like, well, I just got screwed out of like a $8 car wash. So I was going to go tell them that, A, <laughs> I want my money back, and B, oh, by the way, I broke your car wash. But then I'm thinking, I'm the idiot getting his car wash in the middle of a snowstorm. So that's embarrassing because no one would get that. And B, I broke their car wash. Yeah. And there is something posted when you go in there like, um, any property damage like is your fault like on your vehicle and I was like I wonder if they would try to put this on me as well
0: probably I doubt they would have done I that. doubt
1: they would have too but I was like you know what I'm just gonna cut my losses here and drive away
0: so so with I a half clean truck not even half yeah <laughs> it's just really clean doors really
1: clean doors and everything <laughs> else is salty and wet and soapy because I think it was soapy too yeah
0: so I have like a so I drove down to Milwaukee in the in the wagon and I right. typically get about 40 miles per gallon in the diesel. In the diesel right. at 80 miles an hour. I got 42 with the roof box on.
1: So you're more aerodynamic I was more, with
0: a giant box on the top of your roof. However, when I came back, I only got 38. Could that be wind? Did you have like a I was super thinking, like I started, I crosswind. started, I started checking like the elevation difference between like You're Minneapolis just and. Posting down, I don't think it's that strong. I know, but I was like, "What is causing this? This is ridiculous." But I, I couldn't really account for it, so I assumed I just had a tailwind. There had to have been a way huge there. tailwind, and it was just a sail like pushing you along. I don't, well, it is a wedge. Like, you can yeah, see, but like, if it's this a tailwind,
1: weird... then the back would have been.
0: Right. But you can see this weird, like, because I have so much salt. There was so much salt <laughs> on this car yeah. that a cow or a deer could have walked up and just licked the thing. <laughs> there was crust, like actual physical crust that you could touch with your fingernail. Yeah. And, and it would break up, like mineral deposits. Yes. mineral deposits. it was so, so disgusting. It was so bad. Um, I did get it washed. That's like eleven o'clock last night because I didn't want to. Was it in the middle of a
1: snowstorm?
0: <laughs> no, no, there's no snow. Um, but yeah, I got extra gas mileage. So that was kind of cool. I couldn't huh. figure out. Couldn't figure out. I thought you were gonna happening.
1: say like with the the salt, you could see like the aerodynamic. That's carts, what I was gonna say. Yeah, right? I could
0: see like the way that it came over to the roof box, and it almost. I mean, it... it's
1: like the old school aerodynamics. Sometimes you'll see the photos where they put little like ribbon. Yeah, the little ribbon deals on them in sailing. You call them telltale, so you can see where the. the yep. Wind is flowing. Well, that's
0: what they would do with like the little models. They'd make little tiny models the clay of the cars models and-, and then like blow at them or whatever. I never understood how that would work because I just don't feel like the air it's, density is going to work over a small scale model you would versus. I think it'd be different It would be scale correctly. I guess it's a lot cheaper to make a tiny one than any other ones. But, but it did, it snowed down there for. Mm-hmm. Probably four days. Oh, really? There so was at a least a, a little bit, a foot, maybe a foot of snow down there. And this is down in Milwaukee. Yeah, and I was so depressed because it was so boring. The front wheel drive car was so oh. boring. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. My daughter's like, "Do some donuts," because we've done donuts in the truck, and she's right. like, "Do some donuts, do some skids, drift." Does that have she's a hand Even it does. Okay. But the traction control cannot be turned all the way off. Oh, that's right. But it doesn't work in reverse. The traction control, okay, so doing you're going in reverse. So I'm doing donuts in reverse, yep. which is all you can do in a front-wheel drive car, anyway. I suppose. So I was, uh, I was doing a bunch of J turns, yep. you know, just throwing it in drive as I whipped around. But that's about all you can do. It was really kind of sad. And then, because I've been doing all these e-brake turns, my yeah. wheels were packed with snow. So oh, at like sure. 60 miles an hour, it, it was, was like this. Yeah. So then I had to get under there with like a stick, and it was ice, and I'm like hacking all this stuff out. Before yeah, my that's an interesting phenomenon because it gets packed with snow, and then your brake rotors actually
1: heat up. Like, I'm curious if people know how hot your brake rotors actually get. They probably and have how no much idea. heat they radiate out, because then basically all the snow that's in your wheels turns into just a super hard ice. Yeah, it was and all that weight. Can so I mean, yeah, I
0: was chipping away at it and just everything else, and you know, it just <laughs> so it sucked, not fun. So overall, it was a very salty, boring. Car road trip. Well, nothing happened. like nothing Wisconsin broke.
1: Wisconsin isn't the most thrilling drive either, from what I recall.
0: That's fine. I've driven it so many times. I used to live down there. Yeah. So I drove back and forth from there. I've done it hundreds of times. It's just ninety four so. the whole way. Yeah. Anyway, what else we got?
1: Um. Well, nothing too much as far as what's going on with us. Um. I'm getting some new wheels for the Audi, the RS four that I'll talk about at a later date. From uh, from BBS. Okay.
0: Well, that's not a bad choice. Yeah. I was like, just as long as you don't say it from some, I don't know. I don't want to t- start tearing into <laughs> some of the bad wheel choices out there, that we choices won't out touch there. On
1: in case they want to be a sponsor. So
0: one of the things that I I did when I was down there is I watched this show. It was uh, Dirty Money, yeah, and which is on Netflix. And my wife ran downstairs at the rental Airbnb that we had. She's like, Chris, you got to watch the show. I could only watch it for five minutes and I wanted to rip the TV off the wall. So I can only imagine what you're going to be like when you watch it. I like, oh, your wife pulls you aside to be like, you're going to
1: hate this. Come hate this with me. <laughs> it's like the couple that hates together stays together. Oh yeah, right?
0: absolutely. But she wanted to see my reaction. So I turn it on and it starts out and it's just this, this dude who, who got so excited that he was listening to the news about Dieselgate, okay. and he was listening to NPR, and they said his name. Like this guy should make a documentary, and he was so excited to hear his name that he just had to do it. So this guy's a document. He's a documentarian, and NPR was like, "What we really need is is uh, Mister Jerkoff Bob to... to make a make a documentary about okay. this. Be really great." And uh, it was probably one of the worst. I mean, it was it was well done. So the documentary okay. was well done, it was well put together, it was well right. produced, voiceovers were great, there was well a lot produced, of historical yes. footage, uh, lots of commercials, lots of interviews with past executives and stuff like that, but okay. it was absolute shit. So it was what just, made it So shit just the first five minutes, so he he had one, and he's like, oh, I really love- one, re- one of these Volkswagens. I, I, I don't want to, this is a direct quote from somewhere that in the movie that he said, yeah. but I think it was in the beginning when he's like, I was really happy with my TDI till it, became a killing machine. And I'm just like, come on, dude. So
1: just to clarify. And then then
0: it went to let's talk about some of the history of how we got here. And it's immediately Hitler. Like it was immediately like they went straight to Hitler.
1: Yeah, I suppose. And
0: they did it a couple of times. And then from Hitler, they went right into Trump at the end. And it was just huh. like, you know, I'm so not a. big Are you Trump... telling me there's like a little bit of a uh, political agenda with the show? Chris? There was incredible political agenda, and it's you know I don't mind political leanings because I like I like hearing both sides. I think it's important well, to. When you get fired up about it, sure, sure, absolutely. But I like to hear both sides, so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to watch it. But this right. was so far beyond. I mean, the guy was like, "Fuck Volkswagen." I mean, it was like out of this world and there's this one scene where the guy grabs an engine or they're like well you know we've got to worry about the jobs because they they went on and on about how in germany the manufacturers there there's some loopholes okay. that if uh defeat devices are okay mm-hmm. as long as it as long as it's because not having the defeat device would damage the engine so that's the loophole in germany and the european union interesting that allows them to have that defeat device and it's not illegal there like right. it is here so oh interesting yeah okay. so and so because they so they measure I'm gonna
1: interject just to give some context here what we're talking about is this was what year two years ago this all came out yeah Volkswagen, 2015 it was found beginning of 2015 on their TDI their diesel engines they basically had such good uh, fuel economy and power ratings but what happened the reason they were able to get to that
0: in hindsight it was too good to be true. Yeah, really. I suppose it was. It, I mean, it's just well, what
1: happened is when the EPA and these testing agencies were testing the vehicle, the software they were trying to test it,
0: They were trying to test it because they they were trying to figure out why it's so good. Oh, really? They, they, that they weren't covered it. Yeah, they weren't being. So it was a, it was a third party company. Yep. And they were trying to figure out why it was so good. How That's Volkswagen right. was doing out, it. It
1: was actually, I believe, a university was looking into it.
0: Partially, yes, yeah. So it was a private company first, and then it was like. So a, they were trying to figure out was how, a private not-for-profit
1: how these Volkswagen engines were so efficient. And what they basically found out is that the um, the software in the car was able to te- detect when it was being tested.
0: It was when it was being driven without any steering wheel input.
1: Oh, is that what it used? That's what it was.
0: So when you're on the dyno, you don't touch the steering wheel. You're just accelerating, right. decelerating, which doesn't happen in the real world. Yeah. So so, so no, as soon as you're accelerating without any steering wheel input at all, then it, it turns on the defeat. Right, defeat it defeat it swaps over to the other map. So it
1: was much less. Um, what was it? It was there was much more fumes being.
0: Yeah. The NOx is what they were concerned about. It's like 40 yeah. or 50 times the legal limit yeah. set okay. by the government. EPA. But
1: in doing that, they made it much more fuel efficient and powerful. Right.
0: Right. So anyway, back to my 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 train of thought is that so um they so then there was another company in Germany that wanted right. to measure this stuff. They're like, well, is anybody other than Volkswagen doing it? Yeah. And the guy was denied by any test facility in Germany. Nobody would help him test. No one. Really. So he had to go to like Switzerland to test like Mercedes and BMW and okay. Is it uh,
1: so? This is all part of the documentary.
0: Yeah, this is part of the documentary. That's where I learned this. Okay. I've read some other stuff about it before, but um. All these other companies, it's the same thing, at least in at least in Germany. It's the same like they're it's just vastly different than what's on paper. And what they did is um, the reason that they do it, they said it's because of the jobs. And the number one thing that bothered me in this documentary Mm -hmm. is it says, oh, it's all for the jobs. And then the the narrator goes, but would you want that job if you were making products that kill people? (laughs) And I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. It was just so like if the, if he would have left stuff like that out, it would have been enjoyable to watch.
1: Yeah. Would have been but really it was just almost insightful. just
0: like he was trying to just trying to buttons. adjudicate it. Like yeah. in this documentary, he was trying to further I mean these guys got fined billion, like fourteen billion oh, yeah. billions no, of dollars. Out and this. they lost all the money to their customers. And I don't think that number's ever been released. How many were bought back?
1: Yeah, As that's it, right, because besides just the fine, they also had to buy back all these vehicles. Right,
0: and so if you owned a car for three years, you got your full money back. Wow. You, you They bought the car back yeah. from you, and you drove a car for free for three years, which right. leads me to be like, who is actually mad? Who is mad? Because this guy's wife Good was point. apparently really upset and felt deceived and angry okay. and just, but who cares? You got to drive a car for three, free for three years, right. even though it was a killing machine. I don't know. It's, what's, what's the, the hyper-
1: demographic that purchased these TDI's? Do you think they're... I bought one? No, I know. You know That's I think why I'm it's curious just, about it. I
0: think it's just probably my guess is it's thirty to fifty year olds. You know, uh maybe dinks. I don't know. Dual yeah, income, no kids. Right? You know, kind of just like they wanted to be. Maybe they were to buy a Prius otherwise. That's but what I was wondering. I'm not sure. You, you know, know Volkswagen it really has always been eco
1: warrior type people I don't that are so. buying them I don't, that would be so upset about this finding.
0: You know, what I think happened is um so Volkswagen was trying to do this <clears throat> excuse me. So Volkswagen was trying to do this diesel technology for a long time. Right. Since the, you know, the late 70s early 80s and then they got into the Mark 3 and they did it in the Mark 4 yeah, and had the, it for the they were trying to dominate this market. This is the mm-hmm. market they're like this is how we're going to do it. We're right. going to become the biggest manufacturer in the world by doing this. So they had decades Decades of time, money, and resources and personal capital invested in making this happen. So
1: they can't. And
0: then the EPA and CARB, the California Air Resources Board, came in and was like, Well, actually, yeah, we're not gonna be doing diesels anymore. And if they They do exist, they have to be this. So basically what happens is regulation came in and just fucked them. Just fucked them. And they almost had no choice but but to, to try. They yeah. had to tr- my in my head. That's what they were thinking. Like we got it. We got to try something. We've got all these cars. They've already been manufactured. We've already got these contracts with these companies to build these parts and build the engines or build the modules. Because Volkswagen doesn't make everything for those cars. So they right. so they buy stuff from Bosch, let's say. Yep. And they it's get contracts with these companies, spires. and you know they've got contracts with the unions and their employees and shipping. I mean, that's it's like there's so many cogs in this thing that people don't think about. And when the when the EPA, even if they say in five years from now or 10 years from now, these companies are looking a lot farther down the road from that. And they're making these plans. And I'm not saying that it was right for them to do it because it wasn't. It's not it was it was
1: I was going to just try to kind of counter you there and say, you know, when it came down to it, yes, there's so many other stakeholders involved in the process of building a car and everything else. But when it came down to it, I mean, really, they're just looking at the bottom line. Yes. Let's be honest.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's their job. Right. Their job is to look at the bottom line, but their job is to do it without lying. Yes. And I think what really bothers me is the hyperbole of this, of the killing machine. They're killing people right. and everything else. It's It's like they're going to war with Volkswagen for killing people. And it's just like the guy brought up his daughter that had an asthma attack at her soccer practice and blamed it on Deet and Volkswagen. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I agree. It's like, like you're really on. taking this
1: too far. Well, and you sent me, you posted that little clip from the documentary on Facebook and I, I had to laugh at it too. And someone commented like, it, it sounds like he's talking about like, you know, I'm a a... An assault rifle factory and then you could see people getting i don't know not even upset about it but saying okay yeah these are machines that are built to kill people but the fact you're applying that label to a car a volkswagen it was just yeah pretty ridiculous so so that was this documentary that you watched It just—I just
0: i just want it was just frustrating and yeah. i i know that just recently in the news and i was going to read some of this but we went on on so long about the the documentary that i'm not i'm not going to but check it out if you want to be angry or if you want, just, we want to tell what the document yeah is, it's dirty did, money dirty and money, the first okay. it's it's a series so there's a bunch of different so it's things the that same they talk producer
1: about. that does different
0: um, i didn't watch any other ones okay I, but i
1: assume there's different episodes about different other things. things yep so episode one is about money. volkswagen that's the hook okay
0: um and in the film you actually see them studying diesel particulates on monkeys
1: Right. So that's a story here that kind of came out recently. As far as I know, this was a recent kind yep, of yep. news break, is that Volkswagen was testing these diesel exhausts on monkeys. And I think you have the story there. But from what I remember reading of it, they basically locked all these monkeys in the room with a Volkswagen diesel beetle. Right. And they basically were affecting how the fumes and these exhaust particulates you know, affected the health of these monkeys.
0: Right. And people are freaking out. Yeah. I mean, I mean,
1: you sent the link to me a couple weeks ago and my reaction was kind of like, wow, what the fuck? Like it is it's so kind of jarring or weird to think about.
0: It honestly doesn't really bother me. Well, yeah, I don't know. How else do you how else do you figure out what this stuff is going to do? I mean, our next article is pretty damning on people that would complain about this but what else are you how else are you going to find how this stuff actually reacts with biological cells and what it does to an actual person without speculating that it might do this or might do that i mean it's it's, it's well
1: a, you know and the other kind and of these t- were
0: non-lethal tests they released the okay. monkeys afterward i mean they did were there were
1: any long-term effects to they did
0: so they just did blood tests on them and okay. they just i don't know if there was i'm sure there was I mean,
1: I mean, the, the the headline and the concept seems, like I said, jarring and like, well, that's animal cruelty, cruelty and what the fuck. Maybe the big um, sticking point is like they obviously weren't willing participants. They didn't know what was going on. Well, regardless that's, because, of the, that's because it's a monkey. That's right.
0: Why, that's why you use a monkey. Well, but I, the thing is, is that originally. Yeah. And this was in the documentary. It's fucking creepy. They were planning and having a human being ride an exercise bike in the room instead. Wow. And I guess that didn't work out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I could see some uh, some litigation. Which some is almost as bad
0: as what the EPA issues. did a few years ago, and you've got that one in front of you. And I only pulled this up because I wanted, I just wanted just to get out there just the double standard. Yeah, this is bad.
1: So a suit filed in federal court charges the EPA with conducting- and this is 2015,
0: I think. Uh, so this I don't to, see the date. I think it's a couple years ago. So this had to be dug for a little bit.
1: Uh, in a 2011 commentary published in the New England Journal of Medicine, okay, so basically what they did is they did lethal, potentially lethal experiments on hundreds of quote financially needy people who were paid twelve dollars an hour without informing them a of what's going on, and they let me get to the meat of it here. They were exposed to very high levels of toxic air pollutants, including including diesel. diesel. Diesel particulates. But here's another way. thing. Many of these subjects were already health-impaired, suffering from asthma, metabolic syndrome, and aging. Well, aging, I guess, is being impaired. But um, So, <laughs> not only were these like willing participants that knew what they were doing, they were like, they are Let's face it: poor people who didn't have any other income yep. were paid shit money to sit in a room, not by knowing the, what they were doing. By the EPA, this was the Environmental Protection Agency of the United States of America doing, you, doing the this, same thing that that Volkswagen did to monkeys. To monkeys. Yes. So, what's worse? Yeah, I I agree. It's definitely the EPA here.
0: But how? But at the same, just to play devil's advocate here, how do we really find out what this stuff does to people? Without no, testing somehow. With that's I think the monkeys are probably a better choice. You it know? is. Anyway. That's I
1: mean, that's why they use them in labs for, you know, testing new medication and everything else. So I guess when you think about it in that regard, you know, it's just it's a medical experiment, is really what it is. But when you yeah, bring in people and pay them not knowing what they're doing, that that's just that's terrible.
0: So to to clamp it all down and just tie it all up, Volkswagen has now become the biggest auto manufacturer in the world now i believe they have become yeah since when since, since then that was their goal right but now that they are i think okay. I, I i'm 99 percent sure that so you're saying despite all this despite all still... this it doesn't fucking matter yeah so just you know whatever. well
1: and it also tells i mean there's there's a lot of dirty shit going on oh when yeah oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> and I, it,
0: it's not, volkswagen is not the only company that's ever cheated if you go back and look at the history of defeat devices it's, it's happened a lot really get with carb requirements everything else there's it's happened a lot you know, if you that's just, an interesting thought. Yeah, it's many companies. I,
1: I thought we were basically just at the point where we have the technology where we can say we can deliver, you know, all this performance. But when we realize it's being tested, you know, only now do we have the technology to defeat that.
0: It's happened a lot in the past. Hmm. I, I, I wish I had a... See. I'll, I'll see if I can put something Yeah, together.
1: I'd be curious to see that. So anyway, speaking of shitty things, <laughs> let's talk about something else that's shitty out in the marketplace. So
0: I actually... I have. I'll, I'll read this and then I'll tell you what I think of it right. afterward. Um, this was from. I pulled this from J- my buddies over at Jalopnik. Um, For years, we've heard criticism about Tesla's fit and finish, but now Sandy Monroe, CEO of a Detroit area consultancy that tears apart and studies automobiles, has seen a Model Three up close. So basically, I would the think with Tesla what th- Model Three. Yeah. So what I think these companies do is they they get contracted by someone yeah. to uh, like maybe it's Consumer Reports, maybe it's exactly. Ford, whatever, and they just basically go over the car with a fine tooth comb taken apart bit by bit. It's a third
1: party that goes through. They're they're a third party engineering firm. They're engineers that go through these new cars and yeah, basically just analyze them.
0: Yep. So this Monroe guy seems especially frustrated by the fit and finish. He mentions the front doors whose handles are too difficult to open. And so what the thing is, the guy's like, yeah, I injured my hand a while ago and I can't open this door handle with one hand. I have to use two hands. I watched the video. I'm like, Come oh, on. there was a video. Yeah, there, so this is based on a video. Okay. So he, and he shows him like he has to use two hands to open it, which is okay. so that's how it starts out. So I was kind of like Okay, uh, now I'm skeptical. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, <laughs> come on, guy. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, I injured my hand and it's a little difficult for me to open. Um he mentions the front doors whose handles are too difficult to open and whose glass seems to just bounce around inside the panel. As you can see in the image below, which is just um it's just a picture of the 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 little felt trim on the car. Sure. You know, that the goes, weather stripping? The weather stripping? Or? Okay. They glued on an additional weather stripping. I did see this. Which is kind of hokey shit, right? I mean... It, yeah, it's... so
1: from what I read, basically, they had the weather stripping on the door window. Yeah. And it didn't fit properly. So, so they, they just, literally they just, just glued, glued, another, glued on one. <laughs> another one on top. And who knows if that was unique to that model? Like, that came down the assembly line. They're like, oh, this doesn't work. All right, Jim, just put another strip on it. You're or gonna, is that going to be on all of them?
0: It wasn't on the other door. So it was literally, it was literally just at oh the end, shit, they're like, oh, this, this doesn't, doesn't matter." rather than adjusting gonna the door. You're going to love this part. Okay, I, I want you to just, I want, so listen to this. The guy says, the gaps on this car are like, you can see them from Mars. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just wondering if we, can see, if we can see the panel gaps from here on the one they already sent into space. <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll mention that.
0: Well, we can mention it now, if you don't know,
1: Elon Musk's company, SpaceX which is Elon Musk also owns Tesla or started Tesla. He launched his original Tesla Roadster, his personal car for what it's worth, on the top of their the first ever live test of their their rocket. It's the um the heavy, not the Atlas heavy. It's, the, it's the heavy something. It's the heavy, but what is heavy whatever. Of? I don't know. It's cares. their biggest rocket. It was they've cool. Done. So yeah, they literally launched his personal car into space with, the, with a mannequin in it and it's sent to orbit yeah, the sun. and everyone's asking why, like for for what? And he's like for reasons. Just just because. It's, it's, it's marketing. It is a it's total marketing, total it's stun marketing, marketing stunt thing. for Tesla. And the
0: funny thing is, is he's like, oh, it's the first car, blah blah. We the we put a car on the moon. I know. I was it's gonna still, say it's it's, it's still, still there. there too. By the way, <laughs> this one I just read that a was report in 1969. Yeah, I rep- read a report
1: today that because this is outside the Van Vuren belt, which is what protects us from cosmic radiation, they're like everything plastic on that car, which is basically the entire thing, is literally gonna deteriorate within years. Because he was like, oh, it's going to be around the solar system for billions of years. Like, yeah, maybe a lithium-ion battery floating like a cube. Yeah, it's going to deteriorate in like two years.
0: If it's set to orbit the sun with ultra- ultraviolet rays and sun flares, that thing is just well, toast. Well, originally
1: it was sent to orbit Mars. They were going to send it so just it just be floating around Mars. Mars. Yeah, no, that was the whole point of it. But <laughs> the trajectory was off, and now it's just going to go into the um, the asteroid belt. Okay. So it's gonna get pelted, and it missed its, it's target. Toast. It's, it's toast. It's toast. Yeah, but that is funny. This guy said you can see it from Mars because literally we have a, a Tesla in space.
0: What he should have done is try to actually get it to land on Mars and drive around.
1: Well, I think it would have burned up in the atmosphere. <laughs> I,
0: don't know if I don't know if Mars has much of an atmosphere. It does. I don't know if anything's burning up on the way in, is it? Yeah, that's why yeah. they have
1: to use all the uh, retro rockets and yeah, stuff I when suppose. they send down probes. Well, I
0: heard that the uh, the two side pods landed gracefully. Yes. Are the two yep. side? Did you watch the, the video? But the middle one? The middle was one was supposed just to land slammed. on a barge. Yeah. Hit the barge at like 300 miles an hour. Yes, I'm just did. waiting for that video footage. They video don't have. Footage. Footage, bullshit. You don't bullshit. There's 100 percent footage of that no, barge. They've been really owned. good
1: about releasing all their footage, regardless of if it's terrible. If you go out on YouTube, <laughs> they like because they on. make it's all tongue in cheek. They make there's fun no of themselves.
0: Come on, saying you could go outside, take your clothes off, and start running in circles, and someone's got that shit on <laughs> film immediately. You're telling me there's no film of a the rocket blasting I into a barge, them.
1: 300 miles
0: an hour. Come on, there's the reason be I believe them
1: is you can Google on Tesla's own YouTube's. Or not Tesla. I SpaceX know they got a thing YouTube of all was the like fuck ups. like, how not to land a rocket, and like so they do it tongue in cheek to kind of make fun of themselves. Yeah, but
0: this one was different. This one was something that they were really. Yeah, maybe you know, you're right. I,
1: they claimed that the rocket or the um, the video camera on the rocket um, broke loose or something because of the speed and the. I mean, it did have to re-enter the atmosphere and burn up. Right. So I think. I believe them that there could have been technical difficulties.
0: <laughs> so in this uh, article, the guy also talks. And, you know, I really think that this was, article was kind of bullshit.
1: So this is back to the, the yeah, Tesla the, Model Mr., 3. Mr. Monroe. Mr. So Monroe. he starts
0: complaining that, okay, this does actually kind of bother me a little bit. But okay. the way that the guy kind of started, like, uh, jacking off about it, kind of irritate, like jerking off about it, or. Talking about it, I, what, whatever. What are you trying to say? I don't know. So, so the guy, so <laughs> the door, the door locks to get out are electric. You hit a little button, I did, and it and it opens. Not and you even can get the lock, out. the
1: handle itself. There is no door handle. There inside. is,
0: there is a mechanical door handle, okay, but it's hidden. Then I read it wrong. It's hidden. It's okay. hidden, like in the armrest or something. Oh, interesting. So you can still get out, but there's there isn't but, one in the back. Right, that's what I'm talking about. There's no door so the handle in the like, back. So the guys door. like in an emergency are you telling me I need to fold down the rear seats and yes. climb out the trunk? I'm like, "No, you just climb in the front seat and go out right. that way." But there should be door no, handles. I agree in the back. there should
1: be. There's no reason not to have a manual door handle. No point in history did I sit in a car and I was like, "This takes way too much effort to pull a door handle open." I yeah. It's the same thing. What were we talking about the other week? Oh, well, like, for instance, the electric parking brake now where you can't pull up your yeah. own parking brake yeah. and you have to hit the button. Or there's so many other things that are electric well, the one just thing, for the sake of One thing of about the parking
0: electric. brake, though, is if that's just an electric solenoid that's activating a caliper in the rear, right. I'd almost rather have that than the stupid cables that rust and break and are the worst nightmare ever to replace. Yeah. So maybe for maintenance... That yeah, one no that one's, one's okay. That. Let's be honest. Are you serious? Have you ever changed parking brake cables?
1: I've adjusted them.
0: Have you ever had to do them over again on a rusty car from the Midwest?
1: I I have. I know it's what you're The worst. I know what it you're sucks. getting at. But how much do you think that solenoid or like these stupid switches that open your doors cost versus I I, yeah, know. I know what you're saying. I just have I think it would be mechanical. easier to change that you can count on a bit more than just electronics that are bound to go bad.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there. I just know that changing cables is the worst. I'll agree with it's, you. There. It's bad. It's really, <laughs> really bad.
1: So yeah, the quality of apparently the Model Three is bad, and we've been hearing that before. That's nothing new. But I agree that this, you know, this whole testing seems. He just kind of had it out for it, the Tesla. Yeah, he did.
0: I th- the guy, like, he really had it out for it. And I didn't, and that was sad to see, because I don't really, I'm not no. into it. But there was some, when he went around, there was some real panel gap issues. Oh, yeah. And some of this stuff was like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, that's not.
1: The the quote was, you know, it's like a, a Hyundai or a Kia from the mid-90s. Yeah, he
0: said it was like a Kia from the 90s. And I'm like, all right, no, it's not. It's- no,
1: it's not, because it's on a different, like, technological level. Right. But, At the same time, there was a comment because I did read that article and there was a comment saying, you know, notoriously these third party reviewing agencies, such as Consumer Reports, they seem to always have it out for the innovator or the new startup car company. Right. Now, whether or not that's justified, they it almost seems like, well, are they getting some sort of, well, advertising kickback by, you know, saying that the existing big three Detroit are good. Right. Who knows what else is going on in the background, but it sounds like it's nothing new that they really take critical opinions of new car companies. Right.
0: Well, before we get too much farther, I want to uh, just have one of our sponsors on. And uh, it's really important that we have these guys to keep us going. And uh, they're, uh, they're here. What makes it you know free for you guys to listen to? So uh, we'll be right back. Luther Westside Volkswagen is the number one
1: Volkswagen dealership in the country. They have the best selection of European cars in the Twin Cities. They have a unique inventory for all your needs. Uh, They also have a brand new facility that you should come check out today. They have friendly sales staff that are comprised of true enthusiasts who support the local scene. They're into autocrossing, SCCA. They're great guys that'll work with you on finding your next car. You can find them at westsidevw.com.
0: All right. I want to lead off this segment with uh, with a submission that we got from our from one of our listeners, Tom, and uh, it ties into an article that we were going to discuss anyway. So yeah, I'll this just, is cool. Just go for um, it. Says I'm a listener over here in the UK, and I've been listening to your podcast since before Christmas. I'm a big fan of the show. In fact, I've been aware of your stuff for much longer as a uh, much longer as a long time VW driver, going back as far as the VW Vortex days. So I'm aware of a lot of your cars, and have rocked a your work sticker on a few of my own over the years. Anyway, I linked, a, I linked a piece to you on Facebook earlier in the week about a 911 Targa that had converted to an electronic vehicle, and I thought you might be interested in a different perspective on the EV transition from the UK. Now, I will, I will post this video on our social media, and you can go find it there, but what it is is it's basically a um, it's an old 911, yep. uh, just a Targa, and they had converted it over to electric. and bugs the shit out of me
1: well it bugged me too and what i didn't like about it is in the video they basically said well we're they used a weird word they made up they're like we're re this car as if a classic vintage 911 which let's be honest that car was probably worth at least 50 grand yeah they're basically as if they're saving it from the scrap heap yeah, yeah it, no. it, it,
0: it, and i think that's what bothered me too but also um another thing that bothered me is it was just it's you're not making the car better Right, they made there it seem so like so many you were other making...
1: cars you could have, you know, converted to EV. It's not even that.
0: It's not even any of that. It's the fact that they made the whole thing seem like they were making the car better, right. and it re- it seemed like I was watching like a dystopian future of like <laughs> this is what was because go- it really, yeah. it's probably that's the way that it's gonna have to be. And yeah. you made a good point as the guy's driving around the super, it's just, just kind of drives around, yeah, you he don't says have- yeah, it's got 150 horse or 150 miles an hour, blah blah blah, and you're like. Why is he shifting?
1: Yes. So in the video, <laughs> I've totally forgot about that comment. I thought you were gonna talk about the noise, how like you lose that glorious six oh, cylinder yeah. noise. No. So they're cutting the video and all the cool like you know cinematic clips, and all of a sudden he's it shows him shifting gears in the car. And if you know anything about electric vehicles, the whole point or one of the points is you have such a huge rev range in electric motor that you don't need to. Shift I think gears. that
0: it it's almost like. They didn't want to lose just another piece of the exactly. entire they were, thing. They're
1: trying to make it look more involving like a driver's you ha- car. You have to
0: like a nine eleven is a driver's car. Yeah. It is difficult to drive. It's difficult to learn. It can bite you. And it's And that's part of the appeal. And that's it's part of the uh the, the enigma of it is right. learning how to drive it. It's the sound. I remember when I when I first got mine, it was that was one thing that just really resonated with me is when I was driving is I got in shut the door you've got the door sounds but you started up in that engine behind you right it's it doesn't strike me anymore because it's just normal its you just get in and you start driving and I don't really think about that much about where the engine is but when you first get the car and you first start driving it's this it's this incredible thing that you feel it's like you're being different. you're being pushed along and it's behind mm-hmm. you and you feel like you're you've got somebody behind you just you know like driving the car and it's you know
1: what it is there's more drama to it
0: Oh, of course, and the right. sounds and everything else, and you know the way that the power builds, and and uh, just like a high revving engine in general, most of the flat sixes are higher revving than most cars. You know, right. six seven thousand RPMs isn't crazy, but when you think compared to everything else, it's pretty good, especially if that vintage. Yeah, and, and it's you, the, all of that is gone. So please tell me how you're improving <laughs> the car. Yeah. Are you improving the car by by trying to show me what's coming? Are you improving the car by By trying to be by leading the charge of, are you saving um, the car because it's not going to be able to be driven anymore? Is that what you're doing? That's how you're improving the car. You know, if you want to just take the car and do something to it, fine. But let's not report that the car is better. Right, because it's not better. You
1: may not have noticed, but the guy that. Owns this car. Apparently, he owns a shop, and this is what they do. Right? Yeah, I know that. This EV is, is it. The guy doesn't of drive classic cars. He's like, I will, I will, I will not. He drive. said, I'll never drive, I'll drive another, another combustion
0: engine. Yep. It's like, okay, guy, you're better than me. We get it. You know, that's that's yeah. fine. You can have your little electric 911. I think he was
1: trying to, do that to sell the virtues of the car. Like, I'll never drive a petrol car again because it's so much better. Electric. Well, he can have his
0: Apple Watch and he can have his electric 911. <laughs> and you know, honestly, it seemed like it was from the future, and it is. Yeah. But why do we have to go there? now we don't have to do that yet we don't have to we don't have to cut off our arm yet why don't we just enjoy things the way that they are we're like i said a couple episodes ago we're in the golden era of motoring we can see where the decline is going to be and it's Mm -hmm. that shit but we don't need to do it now yeah, you know, I, don't do,
1: I do totally agree that the whole conversion of something like a 911, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. You're not getting any benefit out of doing that. Because I get the benefit of, like, some super efficient technological vehicle, even a Tesla, if it, in theory, had better <laughs> fit and finish and quality. You know, that serves a purpose. The converting That's a debatable. 911... <laughs> well, I mean, it's a, it's a good appliance car to get you from A to B with all the technology and... Regardless, people buy that car for a reason. Right. There's reason people want that car. But
0: there's I mean, this guy is obviously has a business model. I mean, he's making these cars. Yeah. That could not have been a cheap conversion. Oh,
1: I'm sure it is. Getting
0: isn't. that to, to operate well and operate correctly. But yeah. I just don't especially just, with
1: that that magic shifter that, that does something. The,
0: you know you didn't know damn well the batteries are in the front. <laughs> True. Yeah. So, imagine how
1: heavy that thing is, Chris.
0: Well, it's obviously still pretty quick. But my question is if the batteries are the front, I mean, hey. how are the driving dynamics of the car anymore? Yeah. What are we driving?
1: It's got to be just like a, a front-engine car at that point because so, all your weight's up there. So
0: what? what's the point? Except well, no, I mean, except to show it's an exercise. Exactly. It's an exercise of showing what is possible. Yeah. But I don't fucking care because I don't want to be there yet. I don't want to – why would I want to all of a sudden like accelerate my hobby to a point where I'm already – If I'm at that point, if we're at that point where we're driving around electric 911s, I'm already looking back going, wow, I really miss when I could have had that. At least I have the electric version. At least I have that. But I really miss Having the motorized version. So, why are we trying to rush this? I why know. are we trying and to get this you know, over with? Like, part it's part of it. It's like they're trying to rip the band aid off really fast. And we've, mm, we're trying to, like, no, because
1: these people don't see it as a negative. You think that guy thinks he's ripping off the band aid? No, he thinks this is amazing. He thinks he's. He's wrong. The vehicle. <laughs> I agree with you, but your, your, I guess your opinion, not your opinion, but your point of view. My facts? Your, no, just your <laughs> statement that he's trying to rip off the band aid, uh, you know. Um, speed up the inevitable. Okay, let, he doesn't think. Okay, it's so, th- so let's say bad. he's
0: the nurse ripping the bandaid off for you, thinking he knows that it's better to do it this way. And you're the guy being like, "Yeah, please don't rip it off. I don't want to rip it off. It's fine just where it is." And th- and then they come in and rip the fucking bandaid off. We okay. don't need to. We don't need. We don't need to do that yet. We don't need to accelerate. Right. I just. I, I, I will, don't. I was thinking, kind
1: of a a tangent to this is, you know. 10, 20 years ago, there were people that did like electric version, electric conversions in their older Volkswagen Bugs and stuff, yep. and that was cool because it was such a novelty. At and the they were time. doing the
0: Volts Rabbit.
1: That's right. That the was Volkswagen actually Volkswagen Rabbit. Or
0: I whatever don't remember it
1: was. if that was an OEM or it was like a company in. There's a company doing it. Yeah, yeah it, was it was a third the, party in Germany. And I just
0: I don't really care. No,
1: but my point is, at that point, that was cool because it was a novelty.
0: It, right. It's how it's presented. That's my problem. Nine elevens are not rare okay there's there's well, not
1: a- only that my point is electric vehicles aren't rare today there's no. no reason you need to do that that's not novel anymore that car is not go rare buy a tesla he's not ruining go it go buy a chevy volt
0: i don't give a shit that he did that to that car i'm not like i'm not lamenting the fact that there's one less 911 targa driving around the hillsides of wherever the fuck the guy's from okay in england he's in england yeah. somewhere i don't care that doesn't bother me they're there's thousands of these 911s out there. I mean obviously if we would have chosen an RSR or something and electrified that it'd be a different story right but it's it's what he pre- how he presented it no, like I he's agree. like he's the savior of motoring enthusiasm versus being the undertaker coming to get you before you're even <laughs> dead. That's what he is. All right let's dramatic on, on that front.
1: So at any rate, we're, we're getting back to it. This was the letter um, from Tom. So he kind of he tuned us into that electric 911. But he continues with his letter here to bring up an interesting perspective.
0: So he says, over here, the government is pushing plug-in hybrids and EVs hard, offering free home charging devices and tax incentives for private and company electric vehicles. The government here has pledged that there will be no combustion engine vehicles on sale in the U.K. by 2040. And this seems to be the industry standard. This is what a lot of- We've heard this before. The country standard, 2040. I keep hearing that number. Well, we heard, I think, think,
1: yeah, that lawmaker in California said they want to enact that for- uh, Russia and China and a a few few other other places. Exactly. Um,
0: Having actively pushed consumers towards lower carbon-efficient diesel engine vehicles for the last 10 years, they have made a U-turn and are now looking to introduce a diesel scrappage scheme as the new evil diesel particulates rather than just carbon emissions. The statistics show a sharp increase in the numbers of EVs and hybrids sold in the UK in the last couple of years, and this shows signs of accelerating further. And we talked about this not too long ago with Porsche being 75 to 80% hybrid in Europe.
1: Yeah, so that's obviously increasing. The one thing I don't think we can gloss over, and we haven't fact-checked this, but I'll take Tom's word for it, the fact that they're enacting this diesel scrapping scheme, or even the fact that they're considering it, if that's the case. Well, they already
0: scrapped hundreds of thousands of them here. True.
1: That's with the whole Volkswagen thing. But he's basically talking about a program like us in the US would know as cash for clunkers. Right. Where you brought in your it was vehicle. F- it was awful. It was awful. Because you had all these, you know, nicer classic cars that people didn't But
0: they don't they don't care, man. I know. They That's don't the care. Problem. They don't care about the heritage of it. It's it's evil, dude. It was this, bad. these cars are evil. They're polluting. They're they're supposed to be a tool and appliance to get you somewhere. They don't they don't care about the culture and heritage of motoring. There's a lot of people that do, and I think most people, even if you're not a car guy, would go, "Yes, motoring is a part of our history and culture." These guys don't care. I know they don't give a shit, and it's right? time to stop thinking that they do. Well, they I don't, don't think care. anyone
1: pretends they care. The lawmakers that are, you know, in the EPA.
0: All right. So this is possibly a little off topic for the car-focused podcast, and I don't think it is. I think no, it's this this really was, relevant. This, this was is interesting. Why I, this That's is why I means. wanted to wanted to read it. But there's an interesting angle to this that a few people seem to consider. There is no denying that the motor industry is pushing forward at a rapid rate, innovating and bringing forward new technology to extend the range and drivability of EVs. An area few consider fully is how these vehicles will be charged. Um, now, he's talking about the the infrastructure here. Exactly. Um, the age, especially, I mean, the infrastructure there, or maybe even maybe it's comparable to eastern United States. It can't be good.
1: Right. Well, read ahead because he does go over the specifics here.
0: Yep. Currently, the main objection people have to an EV is adoption is a lack of range. This is improving, but with more range comes an increased need for charging. Some people have provision for home charging. Others without off-street parking do not and will rely on EV, quote, filling stations at supermarkets and such to charge their cars. Can you imagine being like, oh, shit, I need to charge my car, so I guess I'll just go grocery shopping?
1: Well, and even that, you're not going to be able to charge it that quickly. So, yeah, his point is if everyone who has a car in the U.K. right now had an electric car, you're not going to be able to sustain how you're going to charge these things. Not everyone has a garage over there, especially. So you're not going to be able to bring it into your garage and plug it in. And even if you could, I don't know if you already read this. This is coming up later, but you can't sustain the right. network. Well, so I'll let, I'll we'll let you continue. To
0: right 75% charge a 90 kilowatt hour Tesla Model S using a home charging point. 3,500 kilowatts. And I'm assuming that that's the, um, the output of the home charging point is 3,500 kilowatts. I believe this so. This takes appro- approximately uh, 90 hours. Charging use a Tesla supercharger, 50,000 kilowatts. Yep, that is takes one to one hour and 20 minutes. It is not possible to install a 50-kilowatt charger at someone's home as the cables to feed the electricity up to the street are not rated highly enough to cope with that level of load, volts, amperage, etc. The electrical load associated with 20 Tesla superchargers is roughly equivalent to that of a supermarket. So basically what he's saying, and he's completely right, is that the infrastructure we have, if we have till 2040 to rebuild the entire power grid of the entire world, or the modern Western world, that's... You guess, okay, I'll just continue. I'm just Keep going and we can comment on it. Um, some of the electrical network operators over here are starting to panic. Projections suggest that to support the transition to EVs in this country at the rate currently projected, assuming the cars get no more hungry, will cost between 6 billion and 16 billion pounds, which is 10 to 20 million dollars or something like that, in electricity yeah, network important. reinforcement by 2050. This will require replacement of hundreds of substations and digging hundreds of miles of cable. Imagine th- that's transfers to thousands of substations and thousands and hundreds of thousands of miles mm-hmm. in the United States up to reinforce the network across the country. Now, one thing that they do have going for them over there, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is that it's a really condensed population center. Right. Whereas here, it's there's a lot of urban sprawl.
1: Well, not only that, they have just the, the culture is different in the fact that they have public transit and people use public transit more. I think there's just I mean, that's less what people
0: use cars over there than they do here. That was going to be my point, is that what you're going to see is people are just not going to be able to own a car. Because you're not going to have anywhere to charge it, so you're going to be forced onto public transportation in the form of autonomous transportation vehicles.
1: Right. And w- well, why don't you why don't you finish his letter here, and then we'll. Talk this about would take it.
0: a significant amount of time, cause terrible disruption, and the cost of this would all have to be passed to the consumer, along with the lost tax revenue from fuel duty as people stop using petrol and diesel cars cost Well, that's going to be made into a road tax by exactly. how many miles you drive. And
1: he, he mentions that here.
0: This cost would be <laughs> – I should get ahead of myself. <laughs> this cost would either be added to the energy bill, which is a huge contentious issue, road tax, charging tolls, pence cost per mile, or general taxation. None of these are going to win any votes from anybody. Exactly. I agree with you that this is the direction of travel, but the hurdles of cost, infrastructure, and convenience are larger than people think, and certainly in this country will seriously slow down the transition to EVs. I think he... uh, I'll just finish. I, for one, will be sticking to my daily 150,000-mile Mark IV Golf TDI. A lot of life left on that thing, only (laughs) 150,000 miles, until it inevitably inhales its own turbo. Hope this wasn't too dull, but keep up up the good work. No, it wasn't too dull. I really liked it, and I'm glad that he wrote it. And uh, I do think he's a little bit misguided. Um, It's very, very good, and I agree with 99%, but I think that he underestimates the motivation of bureaucrats and like the EPA and stuff like that to get Mm -hmm. this stuff done. Right. The Using tax dollars to do, what do you think they would rather build? A wall on the border of Mexico? Or they, would they rather do the entire electronics or the right. wiring substructure yeah. of Washington, D.C.? Obviously, this is going to be something that.
1: They're going to say it builds jobs and everything it builds else. Jobs. So, yeah, they're going to be a shovel sell ready sell job. This, and yep, this it's, idea. It's, of it's doing not going to take. But
0: yeah, the bigger. They don't care that. He's like, it'll be hugely disruptive. They don't care. They don't care. Maybe it's a means to an end.
1: Climate is different over there. You know, maybe. But it is a good point that, you know, I don't know if the lawmakers who just picked this number of 2040 out of the sky are thinking of all these other infrastructure of course projects. Not. That we had, had a get-
0: discussion off the air about what it would take to regulate a fucking pencil. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. I did. mean, it's it's a, it's an old adage of what it takes to regulate to make a pencil. Yep. Y- you don't. You don't, these think it, the, don't think about it's the other the cotton pants that the lumberjacks wear, the oil for the chainsaws, the yeah. chains, the the vehicles to get basically. there. It's you have no concept of what it's going to take and, to do yeah. any of this. So, 2040 is you know 22 years away. That's not that long.
1: No, I know. But so you talked about you know how the the climate is going to change and the fact that people will just stop buying cars. Then, if that's the Options. In
0: urban areas, I think that's going to happen. As As time goes on, it's going to be too too much of a hassle too to own a car, yep. um, especially when it's so easy. Did you go ride the stupid thing?
1: I didn't because I was going to talk about that. So yeah, we, we mentioned before, while the Super Bowl was here, they were testing this autonomous uh, shuttle bus. However, I called and they were done with public testing they only tested it three days oh. for a four-hour window where you could go and ride it okay so, so i not like an all-weekend thing or no something. it wasn't but i have a call in with the minnesota dot to get a personal review done so
0: oh can, that'd be great
1: we can see if we're going to if that'll happen. I'm gonna try to make that happen. Great.
0: Um but getting back but to the But that's gonna be what issue. people will choose. Exactly. That's I mean, that's gonna be it. And you don't I don't blame anyone, really. No. If but you live in was, Minneapolis and you're trying to go to, you know, A to B within town, yeah, that's how fine. nice would it be to just walk out your door, get on this thing and go? It's, what about it, the
1: other ninety percent of our country in particular, where you can't take a bus?
0: You mean flyover country?
1: Yeah, right here. Yeah, that's
0: <laughs> that's not what I mean, people don't care. The politicians don't care. They don't. They don't give a shit.
1: Yeah, but it is interesting because even like he's saying, if you don't have you know um, off street parking where you can make one of these Tesla chargers and put it in your garage, which a the infrastructure currently doesn't support anyways, even if they built this whole infrastructure, then they're, what they're going to have out, to do is
0: they're going to have to put it on the side of their house. It's they're they're not going to the voters aren't going to allow people to put these cars in their driveways and force them to own these cars without giving them a way to use them. That's the only way the politicians are going to be able to float the idea is if they make it painless for the populace. It's right. the only way this is ever going to work. So they're going to be like, yes, you have to drive these cars. No, you can't buy a combustion engine anymore. But it's okay. We'll subsidize it, and we'll put the power thing on the side of your house, even if you don't have a garage.
1: It, you know what? No, it has to be basically every parking meter has a plug-in is the way it's going to have to be. Oh, sure. Because if you live right downtown there, it's not like you're going to be able to get the parking spot right in front of your apartment. You yeah. know, you're, you're thinking ideally you have your house somewhere, a cottage, where you can pull up to the curb and plug it in. No, I mean there are people who own cars who just have an apartment downtown. Right.
0: that's a huge number of. You people. You know what we should do is I have a I have a friend that works for uh, some some dealerships like the biggest dealership group in London. Okay. I should just I should have him on and we can we can talk, talk about, about this. this issue. He's got some really funny stories too. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that'd be that would be good. Anyway, I want to move on from this. I yeah, wrote, it, it thanks, a, thanks it was a
1: good point, and we appreciate any listener feedback.
0: Yeah, that was great. Thanks for saying that in. And uh, we also have a another listener input. Do you want to go ahead with that?
1: Yeah, this is a – let's see. We had a listener question, and I, I think it was funny because he basically wrote in saying – and I'll just read his comment here. Uh, One thing I struggle with is being happy with what I drive. I had an 08 GTI that I had almost 16 grand in mods, which were wheels, performance, et cetera. And he said he sold that to buy a Mercedes, thinking he would leave it alone, and not much could be done to the Mercedes. Well, he says he just dropped twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah, he said he just dropped twenty five hundred bucks on an exhaust. So he's saying, how does one leave stuff alone? As an enthusiast, am I just doomed by virtue of my interests? I'd like to hear your takes on some of this.
0: Yeah, I think you're doomed. I mean, <laughs> I, I I think it is. I mean, it's
1: well, I I think that's a really pessimistic outlook. Here's how you, you do it. You have okay, go ahead.
0: Here's how you do it. You have a daily driver, mm-hmm. which I guess I didn't leave it alone either. My my I the sport has got coilovers either. and shit I on it, I was but I have my truck. That too. Buy something that you're not enthused about. You bought the Mercedes because you thought it was a cool car, right? And that's the reason you bought it in the first place. If you don't want to mod it, you need to buy a uh, like a Hyundai Elantra or something, which I would still probably try to have fun with somehow. Yeah. I well, think it's it, I, was, I think it's in your blood. It's almost like an itch. Well, I was gonna say it's not a bad thing. So I
1: would tell uh, this is the listener's name is William. I mean, not to sound elitist but you basically you're you're complaining about how you have this opportunity to be able to <laughs> modify your car and spend money on it right this isn't that bad of a thing and don't get me wrong i'm the same exact way how much money do i have into the trailer hitch on, your the, <laughs> on the truck and i got 35 inch tires on it and a lift and then that's not to mention i had the 911 we have the rs4 so yeah i mean i'm the same way i can't leave things well enough alone the Not way that a lot of, of people them. do it
0: though is they have a daily driver and then right. they have a project. Exactly. And that's and you gotta buy you know buy a minivan. You'll never mod, <laughs> mod one of those. Um, yeah, I think it's an interesting point. It's something we all kind of struggle with.
1: I would say I I just now be lucky
0: that you have a significant other that allows you to do this stuff and have the. Because I hear stories system, from though. people that are like, yeah, my wife won't let me buy wheels. I'm like, Jesus, I'm so sorry for your loss. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no uh, I know. It's it's so just be happy that you you know, have, you that have this problem. <laughs> so, um, anything else you want to talk about on the uh, I, on the way out here? I've a
1: couple stories. One, I'm just gonna I'm gonna skip over a couple just to talk about this one. Some people have, may have saw this come off their social media feed, and I just think it's so hilarious that I'm gonna read just kind of the intro here. Um, when a salvage team pulled a jeep from the bottom of a lake on Monday, it had been there for more than a week. All the owner did was lend it to a friend for a sightseeing trip in Vermont, who. According to USA Today, said Google's Waze GPS app instructed them to drive off a boat launch and into Lake Champlain.
0: Wonderful. Yeah. So this reminds me of. um, No, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No,
1: I was just going to say that basically this driver was so dependent on their GPS and their phone that they're staring at. They literally drove into a lake because it told them to.
0: Was it a black lagoon?
1: So it does say in in the driver's you know benefit of their was doubt, it a foggy apparently night. Apparently it was rainy and dark outside, along with heavy fog, poorly lit boat launch. But still, when you're driving down a boat launch, it looks like a boat launch. It looks like a boat launch. <laughs> At least I don't know. I, I, just, I need to see a picture of the I boat had to launch shake my but head. But this was
0: awesome. So I saw someone post. This is an exact scenario that happened on the office. Oh, yes, He drives into the lake, and he's like, no, it says turn right here, turn right here. He's like, no, don't do it. And he drives into the lake, and they just crawl out of the car. So I have two interesting points
1: about this story. One is just it makes you shake your head how dependent people are on technology. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is if your autonomous car was using GPS and just looking at, you know, road parameters, it would have driven right into that lake as well.
0: Maybe its sensors would have been like uh, water.
1: Water, no good. Big puddle know. ahead. To brace yourself. I'm not sure. So I, I just had to laugh at that one and kind of shake my head because I, people need to, I guess, pay attention. Don't have your phone... To just driving your life, you know. Yeah,
0: kind of. Let's let's eyes up a little bit. Exactly. Um, next episode, I want to do. I'm going to introduce a new segment. I forgot about it this time, but okay. I want to start talking about some driving etiquette. So we're going to pick I think a couple that's things. A really good idea. Um, There's one of our listeners' suggestions. Is, okay. Uh, so we're going to ta- we're going to pick an etiquette thing to talk about. Um, maybe awesome. every couple of weeks or something like that. So I we're going to bring that.
1: Yeah, people should maybe. Um, We'll, we'll post something online so you can submit questions, or do you already have something? I have. Do you have oh, set to go. Oh yeah, okay. I have I have plenty <laughs> I have plenty of
0: problems that I can talk about. Um, on that note, uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, head over to your you know whatever you listen to the podcast on. Please leave us a five star review, especially on iTunes, Google Play, everything like that. Um, thanks, Jake, for being here. It's yeah, good to be and back, uh, and uh, I sure- missed you oh i missed yeah, you too chris it's, it's thanks Nice to be back make sure you
1: tell a friend too because that's how this thing grows and we yeah. keep it on the air yeah we, we really enjoy doing it and, and it's been great you, you
0: know I, i'm not going to talk numbers because it, it seems stupid but it's been growing every week and been. that makes me really really I'm excited,
1: really excited it's because of you guys yep. so thank you and we'll talk to you next week
0: take care bye-bye please don't rip it off i don't want to rip it off it's fine just where it is